In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Self-labeled story catcher and author Brene Brown spent much of her early research sitting with people and learning their stories of struggle, fear, vulnerability, and shame. Everybody in this world has a story. Each one of us in this room has a story, and probably we all have at least one story that if someone else heard it, they would probably start weeping. Life indeed has many ups and downs, all sorts of struggles. But through all of the thousands of stories that Brene Brown collected in her research, one finding could be attached to every single one of the stories. Every single one. And this is that Brene Brown found that love and belonging are irreducible needs of all women, men, and children everywhere. Irreducible needs. We all deeply need love and belonging. We all have this need. And tonight we gather and we wait for an assurance of this love and belonging. We are sitting in the dark and we wait. We have retold through scripture a story of our salvation, a story that includes us and our spiritual ancestors and God from many years ago. We've retraced, we've retraced how God created the world purely out of love and that humans have and that humans were created last in the creation story in the book of Genesis so that according to the musings of one rabbi in the ancient Babylonian Talmud that people could be the recipients of a fantastic banquet of creation that the world is a fantastic feast for the enjoyment of humanity but this banquet of creation has seen its struggles. A good series of floods, time spent in slavery, being chased by imperial armies, crossing into a so-called promised land that doesn't look like anything much different than somewhere to the far west of Phoenix where there isn't any water at all. Or even times ending up in a valley with the remnants of genocide, exile, destruction, and devastation. The ironic thing is that much of our salvation story is told by people when things are going really badly. When people in the Bible experience good times, we don't hear very much at all, but we certainly do when they're struggling. So we tell our salvation story out of the struggle. And at the middle of all of it is this story that we hear tonight from Ezekiel, the Valley of the Dry Bones, a valley that is considered dry because no one has been there to even tend to or bury the dead. It's neglected, sad, devoid of love and belonging, a place that seems to have no hope at all, far removed from God's concern far removed from God's banquet of creation. And so in this very sad, bleak, 
dark place comes this prophecy and a new life emerging. O mortal, God says, can these bones live? And the prophet responds, O Lord, you know. And so God commands the prophet to prophesy to the bones and to allow even those dried up remnants of an earlier time to hear the word of God continuing to create and bringing the bones back to life again. In the original text in the Hebrew, this text is almost animated with clicking and clacking sounds of the words used describing piece by piece, part by part, the reconnecting, the re-belonging, the prophesying and the loving of the bones back into the family of God. Because the word of God, the breath of God, the creative, generative, restorative spirit of God is as active in that scene as God is tonight when we celebrate Christ's new life and the fact that even though we're sitting in darkness and in the darkness of the tomb right now, Jesus is no longer there. He has passed over from death into life and has taken death and destroyed it once and for all. In the words of the ancient hymn, Christ tramples down death by death. Death dies tonight. The valley of the dry bones is no longer. Those who had given up on God who might have mistakenly felt that God had abandoned them. Those who were feeling too shut out from love and belonging, too ridden with guilt, too much feelings of shame or fear to be in any sort of communion with the divine. Today, the creative and overwhelming love, majesty, and power of God reverses all of these doubts. All of these fears, the shame has been taken away from everything and all of these struggles have been replaced by love, restoration, resurrection, and never-ending blessing. Jesus, in his resurrection, the most glorious event that the world has ever known, has been made alive again by a God that celebrates life that celebrates love, and that celebrates that in the kingdom of God, all of the dead, even those bones that are dried up, and all of the living, every living thing that ever was, that is, and will be, is made alive again through Jesus and his love for the world, and we all belong together. In a few minutes, we will be walking alongside Charlotte as she passes through the waters of baptism into the new life of the family of God. She will be blessed in a new way tonight by Jesus and his love. But Charlotte blesses us tonight as well. Charlotte blesses us tonight. Charlotte's presence and her baptism remind us on this very night how active God still is in the world. In the way that God was active in Ezekiel's day and in the same way that God is acted by Christ being raised. That no matter how separated we feel from God, 
No matter how distant sometimes our life seems from God, or no matter how short we imagine ourselves to measure up to God's presence, that God's presence is still here, still calling each one of us by name, and that God is still even out in the world with great love and great passion, calling to others to be part of the family so we can know deep down in the depths of our beings that we belong to Jesus, to one another, and that even the dead and the living are held in the loving arms of a fully competent, wholly devoted God whose desire is our absolute greatest good. But often in life and often in our lives, we still ask the question, can these bones live? Can we really be worthy? Because I don't think I am. Can these bones live? Can this aspect of my life, whatever it is that's troubling us, whatever that might be hurting our hearts, casting us into confusion, can these dry bones we carry around live? Can they change? Can they be redeemed? Can our world's troubles, our world's greatest challenges and fears, and we know that we have a lot of them, can they change Can they be redeemed? Can they live in a new way? How about us, our inner lives, our own desire for God, our desire for love and belonging, our desire to know God and to be known in the way that God knows us, even when we feel like we're falling or when we think we've failed or that we have somehow not been our authentic self Can our very lives change? Can they be redeemed? Can we really live? I hear many people saying so often, oh, I'd like to be this person, or I'd like to live like this, or I'd like to be part of that, but I'm not worthy. But here's some good news for you. In the midst of whatever you're struggling with, your worthiness is not on the table. You belong to Jesus because of his resurrection. You belong because you've been made in the image and likeness of God. You are worthy of love and belonging because you are you. And Jesus has your hand in this trajectory of moving always from death to new life, from death to new life, and continuation of movement that started at Christ's resurrection, a movement from death to new life. Jesus has his hand on your hand, and Jesus isn't letting go ever. On this night, we receive a gift a gift that's greater and more precious than anything we can be given by anyone. We receive new life. Whether we feel great about our life right now or we don't, whether we have all the success we've ever had in life or we don't, whether we even feel tonight that our hearts are burning with the fire of God's love, or even if we don't, Easter gives us a gift, a gift of life. A gift that every possibility for love and belonging is made available right here, right now, for you and for me. A gift that includes unbounded opportunities for new blessing. 
new moments of grace, new chances to forgive and be forgiven. But above all, this gift we receive is Jesus. Because without Jesus, none of this new life would be possible. In Jesus, we know also that death has been conquered. In Jesus, we know that he shows us and draws us to God's fullest presence of love that we can ever know. And by Jesus' death and resurrection, we know that absolutely everyone, the living, the dead, everyone, we know that everyone belongs to God. The banquet of God's creation resurrects with Christ tonight. Those dry bones, those times we feel that hope is lost, those times we feel unworthy in our lives, precisely in those times of struggle, of pain, of despair, that with the help of Jesus, those dry bones of struggle get new reassembly tonight with the clicking and clacking of the piece-by-piece divine reassembly that leads us into new hope and new possibilities. Jesus Christ has been raised, and you and I are part of it because we are heirs of God's kingdom and God's story, and it becomes our story too. God shows the world tonight in Jesus that everyone, you and I, everyone belongs together always, forever. Happy Easter.